What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, joining me, ladies and gentlemen, here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudes? Yes, it's me, the broke soldier, Zach Scott. Genuinely speaking, I'm not broke. Benny, what do you think about this card tonight? Um, was it insanely interesting? No, but there were some good moments. So, I don't know how I feel about the actual wrestling card, but the show still delivered. That is very true. It did, it did, it did, it did. So, yes. 
Let's get to it, sir. Absolutely. We're going to kick things off. We have the in-ring segment. We have Trick Williams and the new NXT North American champion, Carmelo Hayes. Williams says all is right in the world now that Hayes is North American champion again. Hayes says Cameron Grimes brought him a hell of a fight. Hayes goes on to say he's the most illustrious North American champion ever. Solo Sequoia interrupts and congratulates Hayes on his victory at In Your House. Sequoia says everyone knows he's got next. Williams sets in and says the agreement Sequoia made was with the former champion. Sequoia bet on the wrong horse. Sequoia gets in Hayes' face and says he ain't scared. Grayson Waller walks out on the stage and says Sequoia has no right to be out here right now. Waller doesn't care what Sequoia's blood type is. He gets nothing. Sequoia says he fights in this ring alone, but if they want it, screw it. Sequoia attacks Hayes. Hayes, Williams, and Waller dog walk Sequoia and leave him lying in the ring. I did enjoy this at first. I did, I did, I did. Uh, I did enjoy this opening segment. I thought it was great. Basically, Carmelo Hayes says, who's up? Who's my next challenge? And Sequoia came out there and said his bit. But what I love what Grayson Waller said to, a so, uh, to Solo. He says, like, no one likes you. Hence the term. I wonder why you named Solo. <laughs> of course, that, that sounds like Grayson Waller, all right. Uh, this but was this pretty good. Your typical good. Yeah, I didn't expect Waller to align himself with Hayes and Williams. If anything, I thought maybe Solo might do. I thought Grayson Waller was going to come out and try to lay claim to the championship and they could have did something where um solo sequoia goes one-on-one with grayson waller and the winner could face hayes for the title at the great american bash which is coming up july 5th that I, it is sir that it is and i thought I that sequoia's champion oh yes and i thought this would have been the better route to go but instead they had him just fight get left laying in the ring which makes sense the three-on-one attack you're very seldom gonna survive a three-on-one attack at least he tried no he did i know it's just it felt like, eh, I mean, the ending felt a little flat to me. Like, it's like, okay, great. The badass babyface trying to fight all three guys, and all three guys beat him down. It's it's one-on-one basic shit. I would have preferred, you know, Sequoia and Grayson Waller trying to get the North American title. Because you know at some point, Grayson Waller's gonna want that title. So, why even drag this shit out? It makes no sense. That's 100% agreed, sir. Agreed, 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 agreed. So, moving on. Yes, we cut to earlier today, we have Tony D'Angelo, uh, pulls up uh he's got his uh his new oh, chauffeur oh. and uh and of course and of course santos escobar is standing outside and he opens the car door and d'angelo and his boys start telling asking legato if they got everything set up they got his uh his uh office set up he's got meetings he's got the councilman stuff basically you know don business and then he tells d'angelo tells escobar to uh get out of that nice suit and get into some ring gear because he's got a match tonight yeah yeah this right here i as I saw them pull up and uh, they opened up the door, and I was like, "Take up it." Then he's giddy. Were you giddy? Of course, I was fucking giddy. It, it makes perfect sense. Go. This is this. See, this is the style. See now, the Legados are now part of the family. So now they're basically take they're falling in line under the Don as well they should be. So now Santos has got to open the door, take care of the business, and now he's got him in the ring wrestling. And you might as well put him in the ring because Santos, you know, he's you know you say he's a, he's got good, he's a good he's a good hand. You can put put on good matches in the ring. So uh, you got somebody that's badass that can do your dirty work. Go in there and do the dirty work. You know that's the secret to being the Don. You're supposed to keep your hands clean. Now, Very true. Very now, true. So so it made perfect sense. It was. A great great moment the legatos are getting humbled and they're trying to be reminded who the don is and who runs things around here so it was a nice reminder they needed to hear it so on that note we move on to the next match of the evening we got briggs 
versus Von Wagner. This was actually fucking awesome. Finally, Von Wagner went against somebody his size. And for a second there, Briggs was on him and on him as soon as uh, but Von Wagner hit him with that kick. But back and forth, it was good physical match. I loved the way you know, he won. His partner was like trying to fake an injury after Von Wagner hit him, hit the guy with the cast off the guy's name. And tossed him to the ring and gasped. I want to be distracted by uh, the, by their woman. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, Henley I mean, provided it, the distraction it, 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 while Jensen slid Briggs the cast. Now that uh, Jensen is apparently no longer injured, he blasts him with the cast. Did you notice how he hit him so hard the cast flew out of his fucking hand? Yeah. I almost Fuck. thought he, like, dropped it. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. It was, I hear you. Yeah, it was, was so good, fluid. Though. Like, you didn't even see it, like, there. It was like, holy shit, what the fuck did he hit him with? And then he lands, and then he hits the lariat for the win, which, I'm gonna be honest, I did not expect Briggs to win this match. Neither did I. I was kind of, I was semi-paying attention to it, like, alright, this is gonna be a fight. All of a sudden, I see Briggs, all of a sudden, I see the cast, all of a sudden, I see him hit him with the cast, and I went, whoa, wait, what the fuck? Then he hit him with the lariat, I'm like, oh shit, then I saw the one, two, three, and I was like, holy shit! I was fucking awesome that was fucking amazing like I, that was that that was one of the highlights of nxt right there like you know it's nice to see these get briggs getting a win nice to see von widener getting embarrassed a little bit and uh obviously it doesn't hurt von widener because it was not a clean win it was not a clean win at all no so i thought this was going to be a if you want to call it that kind of match turns out it's a fucking match and it was amazing it was a match it was actually a very good match yes and then on that note we cut to uh chase you and uh we see uh, the the new girl who is now officially part of Chase University, Thea Hale, still trying to process what the fuck this whole thing is about. And apparently they go to take a picture and they get interrupted by Pretty Deadly. And they're basically saying like this whole thing is a joke and it's ridiculous. And they talk about how, you know, you know, Pretty Deadly lost their tag team titles. So they get pissed off. So now they basically challenge Chase U to a match and they accept. Yeah, I thought that this from uh the guy with the long hair. What was his name? Uh, Bodie. Bodie said that like, why don't you go get? Why don't you go take a, a picture with us with tag team titles? Oh, that's right, you lost them. I was like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It's like, yeah, we want to get a picture with those titles. Oh wait. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was hilarious. And then of course we cut to the backstage area with Sequoia, who demands a match tonight with Waller and Hayes. Uh, he doesn't care if it's a handicap match. He doesn't want help, but if someone shows up, that's fine. If someone wants to come out, that's fine. But either way, I got no problem. I want them in a handicap match. Very true, very true, sir. Very true, sir. All right, moving on. Uh oh. Yeah, but before we even move on, I just want to say again, this is typical babyface one on one. I'll take you both on. I don't need any help. Blah blah blah. It's like you just got beat down three on one. Now you want a handicap match. Okay. Sequoia <laughs> ain't playing with a full deck of cards. I, there's a big difference between being a tough baby face and just being fucking stupid. And this makes him look stupid. You know, go get some backup. Be smart. So on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Santos Escobar with the D'Angelo family versus Nathan Fraser. I don't think this was really supposed to happen the way it was, right? Uh, Nathan Fraser beating Santoso Escobar. I was like, I was like, what was the reason why you did this? I don't know. Maybe it should have been better if Santo Escobar won, but what are your thoughts, Benny? Um, I thought this match was stupid. Yeah, I did too. I mean, first of all, Nathan Fraser's a spot monkey. I already don't like him. Uh, Santos is okay, but I'm sitting here going like, like at one point he lands that suicide dive, which I thought was fucking cool. That looked awesome. And then D'Angelo tells Escobar to never do the move again because nobody likes it. Which, to an extent, that is true. I fucking hate the suicide dive. Too many people do it. I'm fucking fed up about it. 
I did like this particular one. So, but in general, I am like the movie. And then, of course, you know, Escobar's kicking ass, taking names. Uh, Stack slides Escobar a crowbar. He doesn't want to use it. The Fraser kicks Escobar in the head, hits a Phoenix splash, and gets the win. Oh. Okay, I'm going to tell you why this is fucking stupid. Since when does Santos Escobar not want to cheat? Anyone? Oh. What? So when, now you don't want to cheat? You've literally been cheating in 99% of the matches you've been in. You have used brass knuckles almost every other time. You once headbutted somebody with a mask, which we're still trying to figure out what fucking sense that made. Even John couldn't figure it out, and he fucking knows everything about NXT. So now all of a sudden, Santos Escobar doesn't want to cheat to win. It was dumb. This was fucking dumb. The only thing entertaining about this was the Don on commentary. And even that was fucking ridiculous. Just everything was wrong with this match. Everything. The lack of moves and the psychology was way off. I don't know, Zach, what did you think about this abortion? It was not that good. I didn't understand why they did what they did. Santa Espar could have won or could have cheated. But he didn't, and it was a waste of our fucking time. Exactly. So, so, now we cut to the next segment. We hear from the NXT champion, Mr. Braun Breaker. Breaker asks, who is going to step up next? And all of a sudden, Apollo Cruz's music hits. Cruz walks to the ring, and the crowd goes nuts. Cruz says he missed this energy. He wasn't here Saturday, but he's here now. Cruz put over Breaker as one of the best in WWE. Cruz is here to make history. And sooner than later, he knows he will be making some history together with the crowd and Braun Breaker. But he said, until then, we'll see the champ down the road and the two shake hands. Yeah, um, this right here was actually awesome. It was a shock that Paula Cruz showed up. Thankfully, I wonder where the hell he's been. And uh, all right, we're probably going to see Braun Breaker against Apollo Cruz for the NXT Championship. That'd be interesting to see. I like the fact that he said down the road because I don't want to rush it. But here's what needs to happen. When that match takes place, Apollo needs to be the one to dethrone Braun Breaker. 100%. It needs to be Apollo for two reasons. One, Braun's run through a lot of top guys here. I don't see anybody else taking the belt from him now that Apollo's here. And two, Apollo Crews is one of the guys in NXT that everybody loved. To me, he was the total package before they went to the main roster and fucked everything up for him. And no, and by that, I'm not talking about the Nigerian accent thing because that was the most interesting thing he'd ever did on the main roster. I'm talking about the fact that this guy was jobbing to everybody when he got up there, including the fucking Miz. The moment he lost to the Miz at SummerSlam, he was buried from that point on, especially since he could out-wrestle the Miz on his best fucking day. But Apollo lacked charisma. He's got it now. He didn't have it then. That was the missing piece of the puzzle. The Nigerian accent gave him a gimmick and gave him personality. Although you notice now he's in NXT, suddenly the accent disappeared. Mm -hmm. What kind of Kofi Kingston shit is this? (laughs) <laughs> we, were, we were actually just talking about that um, uh, in, a, in a pay-per-review that's coming out later this week. Gary and I brought that up, how, you know, Kofi Kingston was Jamaica man, Lord of mercy, and suddenly lost the accent. Apollo did the that's same a, thing. But then Triple H or Shawn Michaels figure out Kofi King, where did Kofi uh, Kingston's accent go? He was like, hey, where's your accent at? And he had that look on his face because he went, oh, fuck. And that's why they ended up getting rid of the Jamaican accent, because he fucked it up. <laughs> 
But Don't yeah, disrespect the Kofi though. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I like this. I like I like the fact there's potential between these two to go at it. But if it's not gonna happen at the Great American Bash, I'm intrigued to see who Braun Breaker's next opponent will be. And then we cut to a uh, good old Joe Gacy, who in the darkness tells his druids they will be in action for the first time next week. And Gacy gives the camera spooky eyes as we cut back to the rain. He calls them the D- the Diad. The Diad. I don't know. What, um, how do you feel about this? Okay, maybe they reveal their faces, but watch it be two people we used to see in the WWE or before, but watch it be two people that we've never seen before. But what would be really funny if it's people from New Japan. Well, never mind. What will be even more interesting is if they don't even, if they wrestle in the Druid outfit, which I think is going to be odd. Yeah, that'd be very odd. Or maybe they'll have masks on. Maybe, because I feel like... If you're going to reveal who they are to the world, it needs to be on a special, like a premium live event. It shouldn't be on TV, you know? I mean, but so, but either way, we'll find out what happened. They're called the Diad, and they're going to face off in a tag team match against whoever next week. So they'll probably face a jobber team just to establish who they are. All right. I can see that. Yeah. But what I'm uh, most intrigued yeah. about is where's Joe Gacy going to go from here? Is he just going to manage them for the time being? Because obviously he's not well, getting another NXT title shot. Oh, yeah, evidently. Maybe those two, the, the whatever their name is, they become tag team champions and Joe Casey becomes uh, the champion champion. Maybe go that route. Yeah. Or he becomes North American champion since he couldn't get the job done. Very, very true. Very, very true. He tried, but he failed. Yes. Actually, so. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Moving on. Yes. We're now going to move on to the next match of the evening. We have the finals of the women's breakout tournament. Roxanne Perez goes one-on-one against Tiffany Stratton. No. Nah. <laughs> no. No. I was watching. I was like, Tiffany Stratton was getting at her for a second, but all of a sudden, she, uh, Perez hits the uh, pop rocks, the pop-up moonsault one, two, three. I mean, for real? Well, I was like, okay, why are you doing this? And now you're going to do... Okay, let me go ahead. All right. The match itself was very well done. Mm-hmm. Both these women did fantastic. The wrong woman won. Yeah, that's true. Tiffany Stratton should have won this match. She is hands down way more over. She is hands down way more talented. She has a gimmick and something to work with. Roxanne Perez does not. No, and she does not. So I didn't like the fact that she ended up winning this. And of course, Cora J came out and was all congratulatory and whatnot. But then after this, you know, Cora J runs down the ring. Then Jade hands Perez the title contract. And Toxic Attraction interrupts. Rose tells Perez to enjoy this moment because it's all downhill from here. Rose says Perez has no chance if she challenges her. Perez ducks Rose. A huge brawl breaks out. Indy Hartwell hits the ring and helps Perez and Jay clear out all of Toxic Attraction. I did enjoy this right here. It made Mandy Rose shut up. And maybe we'll see Perez go against Mandy Rose. But if Perez beats Mandy Rose, I don't think Mr. Bini Bucos would be very happy, would you? Well, it would be complicated. On the one hand, it would get the belt off of Mandy. On the other hand, it would go to somebody that I don't think deserves to be women's champion. I think if Roxanne Perez is going to cash in, I said before, her and Cora Jade need to get a tag team title shot and take the belts off of JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. I think they would work great as tag team champions. I think Indy Hartwell should be the one to challenge Mandy Rose and take her title because Indy is over. She's extremely talented. They've got a new gimmick working. Working for her now that she's no longer with Dexter. And I feel like this could be the new start that Indy Hartwell needs. She's already a former NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. And she established that was a badass. So that's where I think the direction needs to go. Perez and 
and Jade need to be the tag champs. Indy Hartwell needs to be the women's champ. And I'm hoping at the Great American Bash, they finally pull the fucking trigger on this. Yeah, maybe they will. If they go your route, I'm going to call it out. Yeah, Vinny was right once again. So, moving on. Yes. So, backstage, uh, we find out that Pretty Deadly um, took out Bodie Hayward before the match. So, now there's no... Uh, uh, Chase has no tag team partner, but he still wants to go out and work the match regardless. But before that, we cut to the backstage area where there's a little conversation going on with uh, Wendy Chu. Everybody wants to know the aftermath because she didn't get the job done at uh, In Your House. And Tiffany decides... She wants to interrupt and bitch and complain and it's her time and blah, blah, blah and, you know, just steal the spotlight. So Wendy gets pissed off and throws a a certain drink in her face. And from the angle, I was able to tell what that drink was. And based on that, Zach, I have to ask you a very important question. What's that question, sir? Who loves orange soda? Gail loves orange soda. Is it true? Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> Sorry, I got the giggles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, she she threw orange soda in Tiffany Stratton's face. I knew you were going to do that as soon as I saw that. Hey, look at orange soda. I was like, yeah, but he's going to make me do that again. Well, of course. I've been so. wait- I've been, y'all how long I've been waiting to, to do that? <laughs> like, fuck, she hasn't drank orange soda in forever. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, this was pointless, but I thought it was funny that Wendy Chu kept on poking her. I was like, it's my turn to talk. It's my turn to talk. My turn to talk. It throws the water in her face. <laughs> <laughs> it throws not the water, but the orange soda in her face. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy, yeah. Wendy Chu, Wendy Chu pissed off that somebody interrupted him. Thank God we don't share that trait. No, we don't. Not at all, do we? Oh. <laughs> Thank God that doesn't happen to anybody else I know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, on that note. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to move on now to the next match of the evening which is essentially a handicap match now uh pretty deadly faces andre chase keep it up one hell of a fight this was actually entertaining as shit my favorite part was when he goes hey, hey, c a hey. so uh, there's all the, the the chase you think what's that spell chase you i feel like how weird this gimmick is andre chase is he's over yes that's how you know you're over when the whole crowd's going chase you this and here's the thing people forget chase can work yeah he can work very well this dude is great in the ring he's very talented he can be a wrestler he can be a manager he can do it all this guy is truly gifted at what he does um as far as when he'll get a title any title i have no idea but either way he is definitely over with the nxt crowd and hopefully someday he can get this gimmick to where it will work on the main roster provided they don't change it they're um, gonna change it oh god i know but i don't even want to think about it i'm still i'm still crying over the most recent gimmick change even though elvis is telling me not to worry about it. who's that max you oh hate it <laughs> i hate it <laughs> why you gotta fuck with a good thing you fucking assholes you I'm, had... I'm so I'm angry really... but Elvis keeps saying, hold on, it's Eli Drake. He's that damn good. He can make anything work. Let it play out. Apparently it didn't. I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. I've only seen segments. We'll see what happens on fucking Friday. But anyway, 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 Thea Hale gets involved in this match. I wasn't happy about that. I thought that was fucking stupid. 
Um, then in the end, uh, Chase gets hit with the spilled milk, which is basically a version of the heart attack that the Heart Foundation used to do. Only difference is instead of a clothesline, they do like a, a neck breaker. And, you know, they, and then they pin him one, two, three, the winners of the match, pretty deadly. I don't like their entrance. You don't Jesus. like pretty deadly's entrance? Not really. It takes the, the, the slow-mo thing. I don't know. Ugh. I think it's great. It reminds me of John Morrison. John Morrison did it better. I, I won't deny that. I won't deny that, but it works for their gimmick. But either way, uh, they still picked up the win, and this is a handicap match, and they did what they needed to do. I'm sure Andre Chase will get the upper hand eventually. But uh, That is very true, so hopefully, sir. Hopefully, hopefully. Yes. But now we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We even want to call yeah, it that. We want to call it that. Alba Fire goes one-on-one against Tatum Paxley. Okay, I'm going to make it short and sweet, Vinny. Bang, bang, shoot, shoot. One, two, three. Vinny, go ahead. Yeah, Alba Fire hits a swanton bomb for the win. That was basically it. There was Alba just whooping ass. There was nothing remotely even special about this. And after the match, Fire helps Paxley up and kind of shakes her hand and then walks up the ramp. And then Last Legend hits her with a big fucking boot, starts talking trash. And that was the most entertaining part of this whole fucking thing. Very true. Like, if you blinked, you missed it, and you're happier for it. So, on that note, we cut to the backstage area where Diamond Mine has a group hug to celebrate the Creed's tag title victory. Idris and Malik walk in and ask for a match. Uh, they kind of, Julius agrees, and both teams, like, dap each other, you know, and saying, cool, you know, we heard you guys talking about us. It was all good, man. We cool. And then Strong tells Julius and Britt they just made a rookie mistake, and he told himself he would give them one, but they just made it, and Strong walks away. Was it why? Why what? Why are they going against these people, Idris and uh, Malik? Uh, Well, because they just won the titles from Pretty Deadly, and they need a fresh tag team to go up against. I don't see this being a feud. I think it's a one-and-done thing, but you understand, there's not a lot of tag teams in NXT. That's true. There's there's some, but there were some that were just makeshifted for the Dusty Classic. There's only a handful of tag teams that are actually worth a damn in the company. So, you know, eventually they got to defend the titles against somebody, and they just got to find somebody credible to give them, like, a good solid feud. If anything, you know, the Diamond Mine thing is interesting, because they said, look, we're all... Even, and I think that was stupid. Like, Roger Strong was like, hey, you know, there were things that were said, everything's emotional, but hey, you guys persevered, you won the titles, whatever, and it looked like Diamond Mine was solid, but now Strong's back to being a dick because they were willing to give them a match. He's like, you don't just hand them titles, you make them earn it, which... I guess I see that. I guess I see his point, but still, this is not something worth getting pissed off over. You know, if the champs are confident they can beat him, take him on. Uh-huh. So, either way, um, you know, I'm sure this will lead to something good, and I look forward to seeing what happens down the road. And on that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening. And Solo Sequoia comes out and says he found a partner. So we have Solo Sequoia and his partner, Apollo Cruz versus Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller with Trick Williams. This was actually fan-freaking-tastic. I don't know why Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller teamed up. Why could it be Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams with Grayson Waller in the background? Anyways, I thought this was actually really, really good. It was physical, it was back and forth. Not much psychology, but what I liked is how uh, Solo Sequoia, Apollo Cruz run. Waller tried to hit the stunner. Sequoia picked him up, turned around, hit the powerbomb. One, two, three. Vinny? Yeah, it was brilliant, you know? it was That was one of the good, solid moments of the match was I like the fact that somebody found a way to counter, 
you know, the Rolling Stunner, you know? Like, he went for it, but Cruz was like, I'm not falling for that shit, and then hit that atomic bomb, powerbomb, for the win. So, it was very well done. So, Sequoia and Apollo Cruz get the win. Uh, Cruz gets the pinfall, which makes sense, because it leads to, you know, him getting the big return, because he's back. Uh, Sequoia, you know, still has a case to go after the North American title, because his team won. And I think with Waller getting pinned, that takes him out of the equation, if he was even in it. So, obviously, this is probably going to lead to Carmelo Hayes versus Solo Sequoia at the Great American Bash. Uh-huh. But the question is, uh-huh. with Sequoia or with Carmelo Hayes just now getting the belt around his waist, what are the chances he's going to lose it that quickly to Solo Sequoia? Slim to none. Exactly. And if Solo Sequoia doesn't win, I got a pretty good idea of who will win. Tony D. Yeah, because apparently he tells Carmelo A, you know, being in the good graces of the Don to make that title reign longer than your last one. But he tells him, thanks, but no thanks. I ain't interested. And he goes, okay, make sure you stay out of my business. If I pass cross, that gold's going to look real shiny around my waist. Capiche? Mm. Question is, does Carmelo capiche or not? So hopefully we'll find out Although I gotta admit I'd love to see him as a North American champion I think he carried himself really fucking well um, and if but if the but if the North American title ends up being beneath him, go take on Braun Breaker, take his NXT title. That'd be beautiful as well. But uh, either way, uh, like I said, stellar main event. Which NXT always seems to have a stellar main event. Very rarely have their main events sucked. Other aspects of the show might have sucked, but the main event always deli- usually always delivers. And tonight it definitely delivered. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It did deliver. This was actually a really, really, really good card. Absolutely, fantastic yeah. card. Yes, and. Uh, that leaves you to wrap up this recap of uh, NXT. Uh, Zach, as always, I appreciate you taking time and your busy schedule to join me, and uh, I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, we have that latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment that dropped, so you can hear all the predictions that Wens and I had for Hell in a Cell. And, of course, our recap of Hell in a Cell will come out later this later this week on the Facebook page. So make sure you're liking us on Facebook. You can get your hands on all of the action. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Uh, be sure to uh, check out our YouTube channel. Check out all of our video content, exclusive on there. And, of course, course hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you know when future video content will be posted also make sure you're following us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash the boochcast that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be saturday july the 30th for wwe SummerSlam. that's right the biggest party of the summer and we'll be doing our special watch party at 8 p.m on the twitch channel so make sure you're following us so you know when we go live and of course we'll have a bootleg link on our twitter page for you guys to check out so you guys can watch the show and that way you can follow along with us if you don't have a peacock subscription that's the perfect place to go check it out obviously if you got peacock log in check it out but saturday july the 30th wwe SummerSlam. join us also we got our live D show coming out later this year we have our Boochcast booking battle and of course another big show coming to the twitch channel that you guys will just 
just have to check out. It's going to be insane. And, of course, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at. The first level you can donate is for 99 cents per month. This is for people who don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game. We know you guys are hardworking men and women out there. You got bills to pay. You got mouths to feed. The last thing we'd ever ask you guys to do is break the bank or sacrifice a payment or feel pressured or obligated to be to donate money that you don't have to help us out. If all you can do is listen to the show and spread the link to everyone you know, you're still helping us out. You're still doing a great service and we still love you for it but if you still want to help us out the 99 cents level is for you why is that it's only 99 cents you're not going to miss it but it'll help us out a great deal because every little bit that is donated to us helps the booch cash continue to grow evolve and thrive and of course if you got some extra spending cash you can go to the second level that we got which is for 4.99 per month the same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And of course, we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. I know ever since they sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. Stay at $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than Network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want the option of paying with a credit card or with gpay and the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity we use the money to upgrade our equipment we use to bring in bigger name guests pay our bills and take care of the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success so if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen and then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done we use the rest of the money to feed this gentleman here ramen noodles and the struggle continues ladies and gentlemen but we try to get him laid the struggle continues we are persevering but eventually we will get him some pussy with your help and until next time this is vinnie bucci aka the booch saying keep on living life and take care this has been the booch cast we'll talk to you guys next time until then pizza baby well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, bon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>